Why you need to be a container this Christmas season and what that looks like, that's what we're discussing today on Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. Welcome to Heart in a Drawer again. I'm your host, Sarah Geringer. I am recording this on the morning, just three days before Christmas, and I'm not going to do much editing because I know a lot of you are probably traveling today, and maybe you're looking for something to listen to before you go to these holiday gatherings. That can be pretty stressful. So I'm going to get this out as quickly as I can. So I'm not going to edit out as much as I normally do in effort to serve you. So just bear with me and pretend it's like I'm sitting by you in the car, or maybe we've met up at a cafe real quick. And you know, you just forgive each other's little blips and things in conversation. So this is something I was thinking about last night and this morning about being a container. So years ago, in one of Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend's books, I don't remember which one, they were talking about how a good mother absorbs the child's um, fits or bad attitudes or anger. We're talking a little kid, you know, when they're throwing a fit and it's the mother's job because she's the adult and she's not going to get down in that mess with them. She's going to absorb their pain and affirm them and give them a hug and help them to calm down, help them to regulate their emotions because they're children. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle themselves yet. They're not developmentally there. And so I've been thinking about that. Um, Last week we had uh, major drama in my family. All three of our dogs disappeared all at once. Um, I've had Memphis since spring of 2019, and then we added Dallas and Pickle um, in 2022 and 2023, and never in this whole time have they run off, not any single one of them or two of them together, but in one day they all disappeared. So Emotions were running very high in our family, and thankfully Memphis came back on the second day, and then all three dogs were reunited by Friday morning. So that um, was the effort of lots of people's help, and I'm very grateful. But one thing that I had to do um, as a mom when I was with my, my daughter, and we were both super stressed out about this, Uh, She and I are both Enneagram ones, so I know my proclivities. When I get stressed, I get bossy, I get critical. It's just where we uh, ones go. And I could see some of that in her, and I knew it was because she was stressed. I'm I'm not throwing her under the bus because I felt the same way, honestly. But as we were driving around and processing all this junk and stress... And um, I was thinking about being that mom, that mom that Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend had said. And, you know, if I 
if I try to confront this right now, it's going to end up in a fight and neither of us has the emotional energy to handle that under this stress. So the main thing is to absorb as her mother and pick my battles. doesn't mean I'm going to let her run all over me and she didn't, you know, she was just processing her stress and um, it all turned out better and I've been able to reflect on that how me responding thoughtfully and um, intentionally rather than reacting um, really helped the situation and me serving as a container for her stress actually helped now one thing I'm going to say is when we are containers you know we're just human beings made of dust too we need to be able to share our feelings right so we have to find a place to displace that stress if we're going to hold on to it if we're intentionally and thoughtfully absorbing things in order to show love and consideration for others then we're going to have to find a safe place to dump it out. So for me, that was, it was so simple. It was just going to the grocery store by myself and driving and listening to music that I like just for fun. As much as I love Christian music, as much as it encourages me, for me being a Gen Xer, if I want to like disconnect and escape for fun it's going to be 90s pop because that's what I listened to as a teenager on the radio back then and on my cassette tapes <laughs> so I was just listening to 90s pop and I got to see um, I came up on a place where there were 10 white-tailed deer in a field and I just there was no traffic around so I just paused I sat there in my car and I just watched them for a few minutes and that was my connection with nature and you know just going to the store and um, picking things out like for me sometimes getting into project mode is soothing like I'm accomplishing a task that was soothing to me so by the time that I got back home like I was okay I was my container had been spilled out um, any any um absorption I could just kind of pour out into those other things that made me feel better and then I was okay and this is all really minor stuff but I've been reflecting on past Christmases when I didn't do this well and how it cost me it's not so much about the other people because we could talk for days right about how the other people drive us absolutely nuts right I know you have them and, and I have them too, right? I'm talking about more about us and managing that for us. So a book I'm reading right now is called Strong Like Water and it's by Andy Colver. And she just had one picture illustration in it of a con- an actual container. And she was talking about how you have to assess yourself and I'm, I'm encouraging you to do this before you go into your Christmas celebrations with your family assess how full or empty you are if you are a you know I'm, I'm picturing a glass um, spouted cup with a handle like a pyrex one 
maybe it's a two cup measure or a four cup measure. How full are you? How full is your love tank? That's another um, expression that um, Dr. Gary Chapman uses, I think, often in his stuff. So if you had to assess what your love tank capacity is right now, are you just right now uh, running kind of low on that? Are you pretty full up? Because that's going to determine your capacity in your container. It's going to determine how much you can absorb. Because if you are pretty low on that, this is not, this is something you're going to have to prioritize probably more. And that's going to be self-care. That's going to be when you're triggered or somebody just um, sets you off, right? You're going to have to go take care of yourself because you don't have the capacity to absorb at that moment. You need love pulled poured into you and that's what you need for yourself. So if you're running kind of low right now, you got to do things that make you happy. I was naming some of those little things that I was talking about for myself. You know, maybe for you, when those triggers happen, uh, what I've done before in those family situations, um, I would literally go outside and take a walk in the rain, in the snow, doesn't matter. Just unplug from the drama for a minute. I would go play with the little kids. Um, physical activity is great. Like if you're going to do flag football or shoot baskets, I can't make a basket to save my life, but I'm saying it's a good stress reliever. And um, being with little kids is fun because they don't have a clue usually what's going on, not really. And so you can just go play with them and just kind of act like a kid again. Um, another thing is you can like hide out for a couple minutes in your car or the bathroom and just do some deep breathing and close your eyes and maybe say some scriptural, scriptural affirmations or maybe meditate on a verse. Keep one on your phone, put it on the lock screen so that you've got it ready for you. I've told you before, one of my favorite verses it was my meditation verse for 2017. It was Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I didn't even have to look that up. It's ingrained in my memory because I meditated on it so much. And that's a good one to go back to when you're seeking peace in those moments. Another thing I want to tell you about being a container is um, I wanted to share this scripture with you. So this is... 2 Corinthians 4, 7, NIV, and it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Well, the point is, you don't have to be anybody special. You don't have to be a spiritual rock star to be a wonderful container in your family. We're all made of dust, and God shapes us into jars of clay which you know if you're handling a literal jar of clay it's fragile you have to take care and not throw it around or it's going to break but Paul was saying we are jars of clay we hold Christ in us because then he gets the glory and he gets the credit we don't we're just ordinary jars of clay but we're special because we're holding Christ in us to share with other people. 
Another thing that you can do, another thing that I'm going to do is say, you know, what a container can have, a spiritual container, a jar of clay in God's hands can be filled with the fruits of the spirit. It can literally hold the fruits of the spirit. So I want you to go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and go to that list and say, what do I know? What do I need most going into this situation with my family? Do I need patience? Do I need self-control? Do I need gentleness? There's, that's just three of them. And I want you to go to that list. I'll link it in the show notes along with these other scriptures and meditate that on, on that for a moment and just ask God, which one of these do you want me to carry in my jar of clay so that I can share it with other people? So that when someone says something stupid, then it's going to come into my cup that's already full of patience and self-control and gentleness. So I'm not reacting. I'm not um, lashing out. Another important point that I want to make is when we are dealing with emotionally immature people, we're dealing with people who lack self-awareness people who do not have empathy, people who are basically selfish or self-absorbed, and definitely people who are mentally disordered or they have addiction problems, you are not going to be able to deal with any of those type of issues in a normal way. They are going to say things and do things to try to get a reaction out of you. That's what they want. They want you to blow up. They want you to get ruffled. They want to see you struggle with this. They love negative attention. It doesn't have to be positive attention. They just want attention because they're a lot like two-year-olds. Even if they're 47 years old or 87 years old, they're acting like two-year-olds because little children need external factors to regulate their emotions. They're not able to handle them themselves, right? But you want to be someone who takes the high road. You want to be someone who glorifies God and say, I am going to be a container for the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be a container of goodness, of love, of peace, of kindness, all those fruits of the Spirit, because that's what I want to share. That's what I want to hold. I don't want to react. I don't want to feed these immature um, tendencies to try to get attention. I am going to not do it because I am passively trying to keep the peace and because I'm afraid of conflict. You know, that's, that's something I've struggled with myself. I'm not doing it because of that. I'm not doing it because I'm a people pleaser. I'm doing it because I'm consciously choosing to be a container for the Holy Spirit to work. I'm going to be a vessel full of light in this dark family or in this dark situation or in this dark time that we're facing together as a family. I'm going to be a container of light and salt to share with other people. Like I said, this doesn't mean you can't say anything, but it means you're asking God to set a guard at your mouth 
That's another scripture I love meditating on. And saying before I go into these things, set a guard at my lips, Lord. So when you're saying things, you are responding rather than reacting because you've decided to fill your cup with good things before you go in. One more picture. I don't think I'm going to have time to go look this up, but I saw it on TikTok and you could probably just search for it on there. Um, This is months ago. It was an interview somebody was doing with Brene Brown and she was saying in a marriage situation that like she comes home at the end of the day and she talks to her husband and she says, you know, I'm only at like 30% now. Like when you're picturing that cup, right? She's saying I'm like at 30. So if in a marriage we're at 100, like we're always trying to get to 100, could, could you pick up the slack on the other one or where are you at? And, you know, like if he says, nah, you know, I'm at a 32, well, that's a night where you're going to order Domino's and sit in bed and watch a movie together and not really even talk. You're just like pouring back in to each other, right? But she said, you know, there's seasons where I'm, you know, at a 70 and he's at a 30. So then I can kind of pick up the slack, right? And I know that if I pour into him for a while, there's going to be a time coming where he's back up to 50, 60, 70% or higher, and then he can give back to me on a low day. So you can assess that with your partner. You can assess that if you're, I mean, this could work even in an adult sibling relationship, or I can see lots of different ways this could work. Um, depending on the ally who is your family member in this situation and you could have that talk with them before this happens like where are you in your container like where can I you know Galatians tells us to bear one another's burdens and so that's where that container metaphor goes into play like if you're fuller than the other then it's your job honestly to help carry the burden out of your love and respect for this other person. So those are the things that I've been thinking about, and I thought that I would close this out with a liturgical prayer. Um, I have said I don't go to a liturgical service anymore, but for the majority of my life, uh, I went to a liturgical uh, service, and so at Christmas time, I love liturgies, and some of the psalms are actually liturgies, and I thought I would close in a prayer That's sort of a liturgy today. Father God, your goodness exceeds anything we can imagine. Your love endures forever. You are high above our problems, and yet you care about our concerns. Your love endures forever. Father, you see the suffering that we're facing And you honor it with your presence. Your love endures forever. You see the hopes that we have, the wishes we have, the desires we have for peace, for unity. And you bless that desire and hope and wish within us. Your love endures forever. Father, I pray for those who are lonely this Christmas season. Lord, hear our prayer. 
I pray for those of us who are frustrated this season. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I lift up to you those who are grieving this season. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for those who are just ready to give up this season. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I pray for those who have full cups and are willing to serve others. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I pray for those of us who have empty cups and we need your infilling today. Lord, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, I pray for the gift of love. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of peace. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of joy. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of goodness. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of kindness. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of faithfulness. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of gentleness. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of self-control. Lord, hear our prayer. I pray for the gift of all the fruits of the Spirit born in us this Christmas season, and we know that will glorify you. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I pray your blessing and your grace upon the adult children of divorce who seek your will and your face when they listen to this podcast. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I pray for the parents of adult children of divorce who listen to this podcast to gain insight and gain direction for how to bless their children in different ways. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, I pray for the families who are dealing with divorce for the first time this year. They're hurting and broken, and they need your, your healing hand. They need your hand of support. Lord, hear our prayer. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless us and keep us and make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us, that you would look upon all of us with favor and that you would give us your peace that passes all understanding because Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And in his name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your grace in forgiving any little mistakes so I could get this podcast out as soon as possible to you. I pray blessings and God's favor on you in this Christmas season, and I look forward to reaching the milestone of 100 episodes in 2024, and I can do that uh, with your support, your prayerful support, but also as you share and like this podcast and review it, you are getting other people's eyes on it, more listeners. And I really appreciate anything that you're willing to do to get the word out about this podcast so that more people can gain encouragement as they overcome the hurts and hangups as adult children of divorce and also seek healing for those things. And I just pray Christmas blessings on you until next time.